All right, welcome to the Deeper Than Skateboarding podcast. I am with, who am I with? Uh, you're with Van Eggers, your friend. And we're starting this off a little different this time because you know what? This time Van's going to start the show, so go for it. Talk to me. That's what I'm talking Okay, so to preface this, I asked Kai if I could ask him a couple of questions. Before we got into anything dealing with me, um, and it seems as he's gracious enough to allow me to do so. So last time we were speaking at Cherry, um, you brought something up to me I thought was really interesting, and I didn't get a chance um, to hear you elaborate on it a little bit. But you mentioned that you were born and raised in an area that was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, kind of an opulent part of New Jersey. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. And then you said you wanted to move away from there to areas that were uh, a little bit more rugged, just because of skateboarding. So by hearing that, what that what that indicates to me is that you're not someone who is really brought in by flash or living, you know, large and making a large impression on people and being kind of ostentatious. And I wonder how someone grows up in an environment that might have those values and yet it didn't rub off on you. Okay, well... <clears throat> First off, that's I've never been asked anything like that before. And I'll look at it like this. I drive a 2003 Honda Element. It is a 20-year-old car, and I love it. I moved out to L.A., and I see everything. I see all the flash. And not even just that. When I lived in Philly, like I saw the flash there. I saw Kalis and Carrie and all those guys driving all their fast cars and stuff. Hey, God bless them for that. For me, I always, I don't know, man, I always just want to be able. I want to always be able to help my family and my friends. So I'm willing to have less just in case. Like I'm straight. Like that's, I've always been straight and I, and I don't feel the need to impress people with the shit I got because for what like they don't even really care nobody really cares like they really don't care you think they care but nobody really cares so i'm not gonna sweat that i'd rather be able to say okay you know what i want to be a better person i want people to focus on me for who i am not because i got like a cool car or some cool sponsors or whatever like or any of that that was never i don't know that was never my thing even even out here now like my friends out here now, I know so many like star studded people in my eyes and I don't even post them on my Instagram and stuff like that. It's like, I don't care. Like when I meet pros that I like, I, I just tell them my thing now is like, if I meet you, like, I don't want your picture, man. Like I want you to look in your face and say, Hey, look, man, thank you very much because it might sound dumb to you, but like that kickflip you did or whatever, like that, I remembered that when I was a kid, I was trying to do that, but I don't ever, I don't feel the need to sour any of that stuff by trying to just be extra. Like, yeah, I got a couple of gold chains and guess what? I bought them up to swap me like everybody else did. Like, you so, know. So what do you think happened early on that took that out of the equation for you? When you were a kid, did you ever think like, you know, I want to drive a nice BMW or I want to have some flashy clothes or, or what was what was the ingredient that came into your life? Called like, work. I had a job since I was 13 years old, man. Like that was one thing for sure. Like, yeah, I grew up in, in the mean streets of Cape May, New Jersey, <laughs> but 
it was like, guess what? My family worked. My sisters worked at McDonald's to go to college, something you could never do now. But like both my parents worked and they were like, okay, like everything, toaster works, microwave works. Like, all right, you can work. And so when it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So when it's your money and you're doing your thing, it's like you, you learn that it means more. It's coming straight from you. My parents never carried my, you get though, I swear on everything. Like my mom's bought me one skateboard in my life and she told me, you better get good at this because she saw how much that shit cost. And she's like, you better sleep with that thing. She was dead serious. And she ate her words because I was all over that thing. She's tripping out that I'm 42 and still, and still doing it like that. But it's, I don't know. I, I never really cared that much. You could never get me with peer pressure, bro. I never drank before in my life. Like now, I, you you mentioned that earlier, and I, I would like to hit pause there and kind of open open up another question, which is Kyrie Wheeler is someone that I see at the skate park that is kind of classic cool. You come in, you're smooth. You never seem nervous. You know how to approach everyone. You kind of got that mayor feel. You know, there's a few skateboarders I know that have that, and you're one of them. And when I Turn on my imagination. I think of Kai Reeler in high school. I think of the guy coming in with the Letterman jacket saying, what's up to everyone? He's at the party. I was like, yeah, he's here. Now it's a party. Now Kai Reeler's here. But the dude never drank. So how does that add up? How? Because I, I maybe you weren't this guy in high school, but I see you as being a cool cat strutting around whatever school you're at in, uh, in high school, and yet you weren't drinking. Bro, in high school, all I wanted to do was ride my skateboard. Like, that was it. Like, I just wanted to do that. I didn't do nothing. I, I mean, I didn't go to prom. I didn't do none of that shit. I went to school, did my schoolwork, and rode my board because I had strict parents, man. Like, you mess up in school, that skateboard is pieced out. So I was not trying to mess that up. Like, I never did. I didn't do anything. Like, my my mom asked me now. She's 75, and she, she asked me, like, like if I did any wild shit like back in the day that they didn't really, I'm like, I didn't. I really didn't. Like all I wanted to do, anytime I ever got in trouble, it was for skateboarding. If I got arrested, it was for skateboarding. If I was doing something, it was always for skateboarding. It was never like, oh, Kai's involved with this. It was like, no, nah. it was usually like, oh, something skateboarding. Oh, he's on the roof of the school skateboarding. Cops brought me home, like stuff like that. But it was never, they never had to worry. I wasn't like, I wasn't that dude. I guess I was boring, but that's all I wanted to do. And then when the second I could move and, and go to Philly and skate, like I was out. I did that. I was like, let's go, let's run that up. And I just never, I never wanted to do anything that was going to get in the way of skating. Like I never drank coffee. Like I just didn't want to be addicted to, to caffeine. Like, it's like I, I just never had I never had the desire to do anything that was going to get in the way. I'm not naturally talented at skateboarding, bro. That shit is work. Anybody that ever, any of these kids that who have seen me like by myself having a meltdown, like that's me jealous of all of my friends because I want to be as good like them. I had all good kids growing up like better than me. So I was like, I want to I want to get down like them. I was in a similar position growing up where I was the one who was uh, deprived of natural talent, but that didn't stop me from drinking and smoking and doing the rest of it. I will <laughs> I say I all the help I could get. That's why I couldn't do it. I can't, I don't know how y'all could do, I couldn't do it. I, I can't. God bless you if you can. I could, 
bro, I don't even drink soda, like nothing. I'm on like the whatever. I'd be, I'd be stalking the Brazilians. I'm like, what they eating? I'd be acai bowls, everything. I'm all over everything. Really? You know what's amazing to me is that you've managed to maintain this for, you've been skateboarding, what, for probably 30 years oh now? Oh my God, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So now believe. even as, how old are you again? 42. 42. Do you still think it's that tenacity and that love for skateboarding that's that's keeping you away from from trying alcohol or drinking coffee? Um, Now this is going to sound really stupid, so <laughs> I just don't care. I never, I honestly, like, like I don't, it doesn't even, like, I have no, it sounds really, even with, like, the smallest thing, the things that people see as accomplishments in my life, like, in that sense of, like, oh, he doesn't do this. It's like, no, it's, like, my ability to just, like, compartmentalize and, like, not, like, prune, like, a bonsai tree. Like, it doesn't even, like, I, I, when I say I have no desire to drink, I have none. I never did. Like I, I make, I, I'm a bartender and I love being a bartender. I love it. Job I never wanted, ended up doing it. It's my favorite thing ever. And I make amazing drinks. I love making these drinks. People love them. And I've never drank and I still don't have the desire to do it. I don't. I love learning about what I do. I love doing it. I love making people happy and, and facilitating that. But like, nope. For me, I always want to be ready. Like, like, I'm like, okay, like even right now, like I can't really skate because I hurt myself. But I'm like, all right, I'll be in the gym on the low. I'm gonna get ready. So, what does it look like when you at a bar? You're gonna see a lot of drunk people. What does drunk look like <clears throat> to someone who's never been drunk? Do you do you look at that and say that person looks like they're having a really good time, or do you say that person is losing momentum in life? That person is floundering. Well. The one thing that you can't be, but you are, is judgmental when you're bartending. You can't do it. I mean, you are, but you can't. It's, it's in, like, because everyone that comes to the bar is either going through it, heading towards it, or just came out of it, bro. Like, that's, like, that's life. So I, I can't sit there, and I'm not going to lie, I'm a judgmental person. I'm the most judgmental on myself, and, like, so I get it. So I so with other people, I do my best to give them the grace that I I wish I got. People like if I cut you off at my bar or you've been kicked out, like I've never disrespected anyone that's gotten kicked out. Um or that's gotten cut off. I don't ever want to make anybody feel bad. Hey man, I shit happens. But drunk, it's like, nah, I see it and it's more or less are you disturbing everybody else? Because if you, you can be drunk and just be drunk, but if you're really starting to disrupt something, it's like, eh, you already know. Most people already know. And I, I'll kind of, you know, just be cool about it. It doesn't always work, but I'm still here. It's okay. I took a six-inch blade off some clown. <laughs> you mentioned that earlier. What's the story Yo, there? Just long story short, people are crazy. Like, People are crazy. Dude tried to stick the security guard because they grabbed him from the front and he had a knife behind him. And when he, and I saw, I, when he walked in front, I saw him. I could just see where he's grabbing. I just grabbed his arm and then grabbed the blade and we pushed him on the ground. I'm like, and it's like, okay, back to business. Like, it sucks, man. I don't know what that guy is going through, but hey, you got to roll. Like, it's, we live in a wild time now, Van. I'll be honest with you. It's 
we're at a point in life where everybody's going through it. I don't want to hear this shit on like, oh, this person's got it better than you. Nah, man, you got problems. I got problems. And no matter what, yeah, I could ask you, I could pull you aside and cut this mic off and ask you what your problems are. And you might tell me, but guess what? There's always one that that goes with you. Oh, yeah. And I think something really interesting about living here in Long Beach is how disillusioned do you become with, you know, what you and I viewed as the dream coming up, right? Being a professional <laughs> skateboarder, right? That's the, oh that's my, the life. Do not. That's, you know, Bro. that's the land of Shangri-La. I don't want to destroy anybody's dreams. Now, no, we're, we're, no, 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 no. That's not what this is about here. Because it's interesting, right? Jesus. It's interesting to come out here and meet professional skateboarders <laughs> and hear about the problems they have. And you're like, that's the reality of professional skateboarding, huh? Bro, let me tell you something. I would never out this homie for this. But literally one of my favorite skateboarders, like, like I've met and like we're friends and stuff. And listening to him talk about his life, and he even told me, he's like, he's, he's, he's like, man, I'd switch lives with you. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you're that dude to everybody. And that's crazy. I know you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many people that even listen to this, yo, I know you. And it's like, wow. Hey, it's now my thing is. It, it's such a level playing field with people in life with me. I've always been like that. Like, I've never been starstruck. And I don't say that, like, I'm too cool to give anybody their props. That's bullshit. I'll come talk to you face-to-face -face and say, hey, man, I think what you did was this. I want you to hear that from me. Like, I'm never too cool for that. Like, but I also understand that, yo, you're a real person just like you and I. Just because you got a good kickflip don't make you a good father. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because you got a good whatever tray flip doesn't make you a, a good financial person. You know what I mean? Like, we keep doing this to people, even just, not even just in skateboarding, but just in life. We keep looking at all these people that are famous and being like, oh, because they can act or, or sing or all this shit that they're just these great people across the board. They're not. They're just like you. They just have a talent that's worth paying for. And isn't that something you just see in spades out here? I mean, because of someone's position in life. I mean, it, it, it's fun. skateboarders are one thing. I mean, the average person probably looks at a pro skateboard and doesn't expect them to be, you know, multimillionaires or even wealthy for those means. But then you go up to L.A. and you meet people who are in well-known bands that maybe you grew up listening to. And I won't name the name of this band, but like a bassist in a very well-known band uh, is someone I've come across recently. They're like, oh, I don't have money for uh, cigarettes right now. And you look at that, I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, come on, man. Don't even get me started with this. I'm like, <laughs> I had that bubble go. Like when I first got here, I thought everybody, skateboarding? Please. I thought everybody was driving Beamers and. It's all yeah. You remember the four on ones where you see check out my wheels and it was you know Yo! Josh K is with a BMW. Well, he's still he's a, he's Lambo now. He's doing all right, but I mean but I get it though. No, I get it. I fully get it. I got I got a reality check fast when I moved out here. So mm -hmm. that skateboarding, please, we're only cool to each other. Like we only like what I mean by that is like not cool like nice to each other. I mean. 
we're only cool to each other. Like, like nobody knows who you are at the freaking grocery store. They don't care. Like, you know Isn't I mean? that the wildest thing? So like, and I, we, 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 I already told this story and Miles, we're, he's a mutual friend Tell of it. ours. And I, I want to just say it because it's so funny to me. So, so Miles Willard is an exceptional skateboarder. Love that and dude. Someone, and just an amazing guy. Amazing he's guy. A good, yeah. He's so, a good guy. Yeah. He's all right. I like him. Um, Either way, he works at the same uh, little restaurant that I work at, Barrio, mm-hmm. right down the street. And Miles, to me, even though he's my boy, I still look at him and was like, God damn, that's Miles Willard. That guy can skate so damn good, dude. His and nobody so in that nice, restaurant right? gives a shit. And you I want go, him to hurry up with them fucking plates. Get, get the food out, do this and that. And I, I, you <laughs> go know, kick I, up your ass over that bus pad and get that shit going. They're like, yeah, Miles is a great guy. We love him here. I'm like, but y'all know who that is, right? Like, You know that's Miles Willard. Like, that man has a tech deck. That man's got a pro. They're like, oh, that's cool. That's great. Yeah, we're proud of him. He's a good worker. I'm like, yeah, he's a good uh-huh. worker. He's a great skateboarder. He's a decent worker. But that, in that, hey, that will humble your ass right away. I came from the era where, yeah, you could all live like a baller a little bit because there was less people doing it. Like, bro, skate. The best part about skateboarding is that everybody skates. The worst part is that everybody skates. I said that shit a million times. Not, turn on Instagram. There's some kid doing some trick you ain't never seen from some country you ain't never heard of, riding for some sponsors you ain't never heard of either. And guess what? Two years from now, he'll be spinning all over the Olympics. And then Adidas and everybody else can pick him up, and then he'll, he'll boot off your little friend that's on this team. It's crazy. But we still keep going for it. And I'm not saying that kids should not go for being pro skateboarders or pro anything. I'm just saying that understand that it's fleeting. Go for it, but be realistic. Go for it and understand that, okay, like have some sort of plan, dude. Something, something in order. Like this shit is so dispensable. Think about how much you see on how much skateboarding you see every day. You live in Long Beach. Just like your friends that you're in the know of, like what they do. And you're like, wow. And then you see dumped on Instagram, more and more and more and more and more. These kids keep moving it, moving it, moving it, moving it, coming to Long Beach. You can't throw a rock and I hit a sponsored skateboarder. You can't even give boards away out here. Kids don't care. <laughs> Every kid's sponsored. I'm all set on boards. It's okay. Yeah. Every kid out here, Long Beach. You move to Long Beach and they give you a, a pair of New Balances when you move in. That's like a starter pack. Like, mm-hmm. there's some New Balances. You might get like whatever board company's hot this week in Long Beach or whatever. It's weird out here, man. You know what's interesting to me? When people come to Long Beach, they quickly become disillusioned with, you know, the, the skateboarder professional lifestyle and what that would be. Or at a certain point, they realize, like, I'm great, but I'm not great enough. And yet somehow a majority of the people that you and I know, it doesn't seem to throw them into any sort of like existential crisis. Like, oh, my God, I need to get my life together. No. I need, I need nope. to pursue some career. I need to stop no. skating 40 hours a week and maybe just skate 10 hours a week so no. I can try and gain some upper momentum no. in a different direction. <laughs> no. Still, I'm going to work as little as I can. <laughs> So that I can be at Cherry for 20 hours a week and in the field 20 hours a week. And to me, you know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. I am so envious of that. I came out here because I wanted to do graphics in the skate industry. I wanted to do board graphics. And 
by the grace of God, I've managed to do a few. But God damn it, you can't make a penny doing that. And it scares the shit out of me because I've put my life in a try and do this. And I'm like, what the hell do I do now? I'm scared to death every day I wake up. I don't know what to do. And I go to Cherry, and these guys obviously came out here thinking they were going to make it in the skate industry. And a lot of them, God bless them, they're amazing, but they're certainly not going to be pro. And they're like, doesn't phase them. Nope. Doesn't phase them. How doesn't do you even, do that? Just weed? Doesn't even. And here's the thing. I have to, I still don't understand this. If everybody at Cherry sells weed, who's buying it? Everybody sells it. Who's buying it? Are they just selling it back to each other like dunks? Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Yo, it, I just don't get, okay. I just don't understand how you can just be anywhere and not look around and be a little nervous. Like, just a little bit. Be like, okay, yeah, I'm here. And then you look, you go, who's that guy? And then like, oh, that's such and so. And they flew him in from some foreign land. And I'm like, all right. And then what's what's the worst they could do? And then the next thing you know, cover a thrasher. You're like, oh, they came to do that. And then the company's looking at you like, well, we're paying for your apartment here. What's up? And you're like, well, I can't do that. And like, yeah. It's this is crazy, bro. Like, I don't know how this shit's gonna go, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to be the first person to, to pioneer this. Now, there was an article on Thrasher where they were, I think it was the Vans team, and they were talking about skateboarders that had, on their team that had jobs. I think com- I, that. I think companies should start kind of being like more realistic with their team and being like, look, here's what we can do. Here's what you should pay attention to down the road, be it six months down the road. I mean, ask anybody at Dwindle, like, do you think everybody that left that shit's going to get a board sponsor? No. Like, they canned half the industry over there. Like, they're not, like, you know what I'm saying? So, they're just going to, where are they going to get? They got to land somewhere. Or, how about this? I'd be interested to know, you know, it'd be great. I've asked a few TMs why this isn't the case. But I'm like, why can't you guys downsize your team so you have more money for the few riders that are on there? Right? Because... You and I both know enough friends who are professional skateboarders now who are on a board company that don't make enough money to live off of or buy a car. That's true. And that, I would imagine, has to do with the amount of skateboarders on the team. If you have X amount of dollars and X amount of skaters, it's not going to go that far. (sighs) That one's... I could imagine the problem is going to come from... like primitive. I think they're going to be the ones that are had to cuz think about it, primitive doesn't really chop people. They're going to have to after a while. Like it or love it. I mean, there's these companies that get big as shit. And you're like, "What are you going to do?" Like it's huge. You can't pay all these Look what Nike did. I mean, Nike's like, "Look. We can pass these SBs out all day, but them checks going to start getting I mean, I'm sure P-Rob was talking to his hat like a motherfucker when he was signing that check. Like, listen, Jesus, I'm going to need this. I'm going to need all your powers. And that has no disrespect to P-Rob's ability. He is being smart. Now you see him doing way more than skateboarding right now. Because he's realizing he can only switch heels and stairs a few more times before that Olympic run ain't going to hit the same. And that's not disrespecting the man's talent. He's being smart. 
he's thinking the long game. Now you see him doing more like other stuff like in skateboarding, but not on the board. He's like, oh, I'll talk about this. I'll talk about that. And guess what? I'm a listen. I like in bloom and all that stuff. So keep it coming. P rod, like a great ambassador for skateboarding. God, he is the nicest person. I, listen, I don't know if you've ever met him, but if I have met him, yes, he is the nicest person. You're like, wow, you like that. You, you, that dude. Okay, cool. I hope you stay that way. Well, no reason not to be. I mean, if no. he was a mean person, I would, uh, I'd be fuming. I, I mean, like, I don't know how you could justify being, you know, a rude person, given that you own one of the biggest skate oh companies God. going right now, have this amazing history, and everyone adores you. But with that being said, uh, P. Rod, if you're listening, I could, I could stand to see a few less collabs on uh, yeah. On Primitive. Okay, so that is another thing where, where do you draw the line? Because it's like you have companies that obviously are going to collab because there's money there and there's opportunity there. It's not going to always be there. And then you're like, well, damn, is, when is it too much? There it is. Primitive is too much. I'm like, damn, y'all collab with anything. I'm like, damn, y'all collab with, with Drano, uh, Pizza Hut, everybody, whatever they got to do. I'm like, Jesus. Perhaps I should just confess on air. That was re- that was merely the gripe of a skateboard artist struggling to get work who's made numerous pitches to Primitive, but I was like, well, we're not going to go with the uh, graphic that's originally put, that we see you've put numerous hours into. Instead, we're going to collaborate with this Tabasco company. And you know what? If that's the smarter move that gets the riders paid, then that's the smarter move that gets the riders paid. But that's called one solid hour Photoshop. And you're like, boom, let's go, baby. And a <laughs> mighty powerful handshake that comes with whoever's at the I have company. seen some of the laziest collaborations, not just from them, but just from some of these companies. Where I'm like, you didn't even try. Like, you really didn't try. The, as much as I love Diamond, some of their collabs are so lazy. Like, I love Diamond. I wear so much Diamond shit, but sometimes, man, I'm like, Whoo. Like, that was an easy one. Someone was like, well, we got to keep the lights on this park another mm-hmm. month, so let's collab with Nautica. That shit, shit was terrible. I have it. I don't know, whatever. I have <laughs> Look, it's all right. All I've got to say is thank God skateboarding is so great, and a majority of the companies did not hop onto that, because clearly it worked. Clearly you can sell this stuff to people outside of skateboarding. It has some appeal, but... Because so many skateboard companies are run by skateboarders, they're still going to keep it real and they're going to produce their own image and have their own identity and say, Plus, you got to ride it. That's mm-hmm. another thing, too. Like, I mean, hate it or love it, you got to ride it, at least with primitive. If they collab with some company or whatever, all they got to do is film one Instagram clip of Robert Neal hopping over something, wearing the gear, and then he can ride whatever board he wants after that. They don't, you know what I mean? Like, it sold itself. Like, P-Rod's there. Hey, I like the basco. Boom. Sold. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> P-Rod likes it. Whatever. Is that moving nowadays? If P-Rod likes it, will the kids get it? I don't know. I don't think kids even... To tell you the truth, I wonder if kids even really know who he is. And I don't even mean that as like a disrespect, but it's like younger kids, like what are they... You know, they don't look to that. Like they don't look... Kids don't care. I feel like kids don't do like a lot of research they go okay all right maybe i should look like this guy hey you know what we can be the two older guys that say the kids aren't aren't looking at their elders and respecting the older generation and there is some truth to that but let me tell you this when it comes to visuals 
when it comes to, you know, the aesthetic of skateboarding, the kids are all right, man. This new generation has got it right. I wish there was some of the influence of the new generation when I was around. I mean, the things that you're seeing in skateboarding right now from a visual standpoint, chef's kiss, man. Well, look at it like this. They're looking like when, again, sound like the old man. Back in my day, it was like, well, it had to start from something. These kids get to see their finished product, and they go, well, okay, well, what was your first video you saw? Oh, fully flared. Really? Like, you know what I mean? And then they make a skate video. It's like when my friends and I made our first skate video, so we saw like old 401s and stuff like that, and we tried to copy that crap. And not that it was bad, but it's like, you know, the progression is there. I mean, the one dude, there was some video from Japan. It took him nine, was it nine years to yeah. make? Yeah. And guess what? That video was incredible. So there you have it. You know, I think it's amazing. Some of the stuff I see, I say to myself, I'm so glad I am not in any position or was, or not in the age to be a pro skateboarder because you either have to be a stunt man, a tech man, or a stunt tech man, or you got to have something. I think what's so cool nowadays is that you can be an artist. And that's what people expect from you. They expect you to be an artist on a skateboard. Uh, like, uh, art is like trying to redefine your environment, right? So it's like, okay, so this is a little bit of a tangent I had. Yeah. Henry Rollins, he has this quote where he says, art is spectacle. You look at it. So here's, here's reality. It's boring. It's the mundane job. It's whatever. Let's crumple it up and let's look at this for a little while and have this distraction and we'll go back. I think he missed something really key there. I think art is, here's reality, mundane, boring, whatever. Let's take a look at this over here, this art, look back at reality and see if it's transfigured it. I think that's what skateboarding is now. They're supposed to find spots that were right in front of you the whole time. You never thought to skate, never thought to skate it that way until this person highlighted it for you. I think that's so cool. Like, I love that that's skateboarding now. I think that's cool. I mean, I like it if it's, if it's done where it's like, okay, I'm skating it. I don't know. It's a mix because sometimes it's like, okay, you're just going there to one up this dude, you know, or, or whatever. But if you're doing something cool, it's all subjective. Skateboarding is, we're such fickle, subjective people at the same time, you know, because it's like, you just know what cool is. Well, who really do you think is cool right now? Let me ask you that. Kai, really? Who, who has really I caught your attention? I can't. I can't. Come on. Because man. whenever I do that, my friends look like, you like that dude? So, no. I'm not going to do it. I'm your friend. I'm not going to judge you. Here's what what if say. I tell you who I like? Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah, this is... Go ahead and tell me what you like, man. Okay, well, let me... Let's see. If I How about say this? Someone, you, open, you open the door. Okay. All right. Let me, let me say... Let me so actually Jordan, Jordan Taylor. That's someone I really like because is that the I, dude on New Balance? Yes, New Balance on Weekend. Okay, oh, I like that guy. So right because he sees his environment in ways that were different than everyone else. So like that round mani pad in L.A. with the bricks around it that everyone just skates as a straight mani pad. Mm -hmm. He was the one who went there and managed to broaden his vision of a spot and see Ali onto the mani pad, Ali onto the back of a bench. Jesus. Right behind it. That's so cool to me. See, that's an artist. That's what's valuable nowadays is someone who uses their peripherals, the things around the spot hmm. to make it shine. God, you I'm don't like, agree with that? No. I mean, my God. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I always like when I go to a, when I, yeah. 
how it's a spot that I've been to. And I'm like, oh, I would have never thought to do that. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's cool. That's actually really cool. Um, who do I like? I like everybody. I'm a fan. My friends are my favorite skateboarders. I'll be honest. Like, I want to skate like all of my friends. I'm like, oh, my friends all have... I look at my friends like we're like we all have special powers and I'm like, okay, I want to have that dude's special power. He got this, he got that. Like it sounds so stupid, but it's kind of cool at the same time because when I go, I skate a lot by myself when I can skate and I'm like, I want to do this like this dude. And the young kids motivate me too. So I don't know, like some, oh, you know what? I like uh little homie Johnny Hernandez. That's my dog. He's one of my. He reminds me of P. Rod from In Bloom, that era. Wait, who's this? Exactly. You're not. You're not gonna who know is who this. Is. Little Johnny Hernandez. Johnny Hernandez. Yeah. Around here. He's an L.A. kid. L.A. kid. Yeah. Who's I love that dude. Primitive. Primitive. Okay. Well, yeah. there. Well, there you go. All right, he's good. I don't know, but I like everybody. Like my friends are awesome. Like. <laughs> I completely agree. Like Isn't they that, are. Oh, so lucky to like, have that. That's the. Co- it's so motivating. Like I live in Long Beach. I live a couple blocks from Cherry. It's like I can go there in any given day and see you or anybody else, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like my friends are just they're good skateboarders, and in some regard, where I'm like, this is they're either having a great time or they're great at it or something. So it's it motivates me. No one cares that you're the best dude at the at the spot like i'd rather have you not be the best dude and just be the coolest dude than be like the best dude and you vibing everybody like man peace you know what's bonkers so when i when i was a kid maybe professional skateboards were different when i was a kid but i always expected if you went skating with a pro skater they really wouldn't be all that encouraging to you or excited on yours about your skateboarding because you weren't as good as them we both skate with pro skateboarders. Oh, yeah, it's often. so different. And I, 10 times <laughs> out of 10, when I show up to Cherry, I'm the worst dude there. When I'm going out street skating, I'm the worst dude street skating. And yet somehow these dudes that are leaps and bounds better than me at skateboarding are ecstatic when I land a trick because they're just good people. And they love skateboarding. Okay. And someone who <clears throat> loves skateboarding, they see your enthusiasm when I land my shitty trick they could do in two tries. That took me three hours. That's infectious and that's commendable. See, and here's the proponent for that. So this is the thing that like clicked in my head that made me love it so much just being out here. When you go out and skate with your friends, it's like, because this actually happened to me too. I was skating with um, some of the Brazilians and they're all incredible. And we're skating some schoolyard and one of them was doing some wild shit over a bench. And I remember, like, I was just trying to just do my little crooked grind or whatever. And I was really going for it. And, like, it was, like, my effort was the same as him trying his shit. You see what I'm saying? Like, that was my battle. Like, me doing my thing was my battle and him doing his thing was his battle. So when I, when I made it, they were just as hyped. You know what I mean? Like, when you look at it like that, it's like you were there at some point. I mean, chances are, depends on what the person's doing. But if you look at it, it's like if that dude who may not be as like skill wise as good as you, he's trying something. You were there. You were there at some point. So think about how good you feel or you would have felt if like one of those dudes like, yeah, like did that shit. I'm 42. 
I can name every damn time somebody of importance was like, in my eyes, like even so much as even like looked my way on a trick I did. I'm like, holy shit. Like Jerron Wilson just gave me some props on this. I'm like, what? Like, I'll never forget that. Like, that's that's so crazy. But there it is, though. They've been there. Like, this dude's been there, you know? Like, I got to skate. I got lucky and got to skate with some, like, very talented people growing up. And even still, it's like, yo, man, like, there were some dicks growing up. And there's a part of skateboard I'm like, yeah, you do kind of need that because, hey, you got to prune the bush every now and again. Like, it can't all be, like, the Garden of Eden because if it was, you wouldn't appreciate it. If it like, so some stuff's kind of got to get weeded out. But for the most part, it made me earn these people's respect. It was cool. Like, it was like, all right. And so I see that. Like, when I'm out skating with somebody, like, and they're doing their thing, I'm like, hey, man, I give you your props. Like, that's dope. I don't I don't care who you ride for or you're sponsored. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, and I said this again, chances are, yeah, you might be sponsored, but guess what? I got a 401k and you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Well, that, I want I want to draw it back a little bit because I think you just touched on something really interesting that I'd be curious to get your opinion on. You said growing up, you had to earn people's respect a little bit, and that's <sighs> something... You know, you and I come from, you know, you're a little bit older than I, but we come from a generation where skateboarders were, you know, kind of assholes a little bit. Certainly they were in Chicago where I grew up. Bro, um, and you, you did have to earn a little bit of that respect around there. If I ever did or not, I don't know. But I was, you know. Did you get small. socked in the mouth? <sighs> no. Then you were straight. Because that's pretty Fair much, because that's. How old but let me let me ask you this. Hold on. This, okay. is, this is what I was bringing to you. Do you do you miss that? Do you kind of romanticize that time when people come in and kind of cold shoulder you until you earn their respect? Me me personally, I don't because I am a soft boy. Even though I grew up with that, I, I like it so much more now. I like okay. it so much more now. I'm gonna tell you a story, Van. Are you not gonna like this shit? I think so, I love it, and I can tell it now because the shop's closed and whatever, and, and it's all water under the bridge, but. Back in the day, I did so much to try and ride for a shop in Philly, and they made me jump through so many hoops to get on the shit. And then at the end of the day, I ended up moving to Boston or something like that. And then I got sponsored and all this shit, came back, all these sponsors. And then I moved <laughs> I moved back to the city and moved above the shop. And these sons of bitches <laughs> crushed my sponsor me tape and put it on my doorstep. Because <laughs> they were mad that I was on, because I didn't want their shit anymore. I was like, I'm already set. Like, I'm all good now. Now, it, that is hilarious. It was so funny. And and they put me on the team for, I remember they put me on the team for one day and kicked me off the next day. Like, they made me jump through so many hoops. And, and I'm like, you know what, though? It definitely made me tougher for sure with all that. But I'm like, I had to laugh because that was some petty shit. And I and the best part about it was when I saw it, they saw me see it, and I just scooped it up and kept it pushing. Okay, so one, that's hysterical. That is amazing. That definitely happened. And that like, that yep. is an incredible story, and it's hilarious to hear from this point. If that's me and my sponsor me tape, I would have been on Zoloft years earlier. Than they that. crushed it. That, that I mean, been. crushed it. It was back when curtains for me. It was back when you put the VHS tapes together. So you had to try to do it. it wasn't no? I'm gonna send you the link. It was like, nope. They took some time to crush that. I had a little TK 
had a little my name written on like God, really, I'm trying to get on your shop. They were like, yeah, all right, Bob. But that time though, shout out my homie Dave Mount who held me down. He he took care of me, and then I ended up getting on other stuff. And that's when that old Dark Star debacle started. Don't get me started, Chet. No, I'm kidding. Back well, hold on. Well, no, you can't just peek open the door right now. Now you got to tell me about this dark star. Oh, it's it's really nothing. It's me getting upset about nothing. So I I wanted a dark star chain, man. I never got one. They didn't give it to the wheel team. I I just bitched and complained. You were on the wheel team? Yeah, I was on the wheels. I had the hardest. I just they sent me so many sets of wheels. They were hard as this table. <laughs> I loved it. I was a big fan. I was a. I How was old in, were you? God, I was in my twenties, like mid twenties. I should have known better. I had yellow t-shirts, yellow hair. It was a whole. It was. A I want to meet this guy. Well, people met him. Yeah, and then I had to shave it when I moved to Philly. I got busted running from the cops. I was like, I can't have yellow hair. That's not gonna hit. That's not gonna work. Downtown Philly running from cops. They pick you right out. They picked me right out. It was not hard to figure out that it was me. They were like that dude. Yeah, really? You got yeah. picked out for them? Hell yeah. They six foot five black dude, blonde hair, and a baby blue alphanumeric t-shirt. I'm pretty sure you can spot this guy like running from anything. How long did they pursue you? Jeez, Philly oh, cops are tenacious. Yo, they, they used to run after us. We had this one dude called the Terminator. He used to run. He would run, just run. He would try to run you down. He he would catch people too. This is a police officer? He was dead um park, he's a park ranger. Park ranger. Mm-hmm. Park Ranger. He used to run after you. He's <laughs> one time he took uh he took Van England's board. He took his board. He took a bunch of dudes' boards from workshop. And then I remember my buddy stole their boards out of the truck. Like, cause the cop was because he was chasing other people. So he was just chase people. He didn't care. He was he wanted that. He want he wanted you to run. He's like, oh bet. That's that's probably He's his dedicated. favorite part of the day, right? You guys are doing him a tremendous. He service. was like three hundred hour ticket. He's gonna give it to you too. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. And is he the one who got you the Terminator guy? Um, no. It, <laughs> this is the dumbest thing ever. So, I was running, ditched my board. I was all set. I, like, I, like cops came to love. They they drove their. They used to. They, you couldn't do this nowadays, but they drove their truck for right into the park. And just jumped out, started grabbing people and chasing people. And we all ran. And so I ran. I threw my board under a car. And I was like, fuck this. And just kept it pushing. Pull my hoodie up. Boom. Walking. And I see the truck go right back. And then he threw it in reverse. I'm like, shit. And he saw me. And, and so he hopped out, grabbed me. He threw me in the back. And I saw all my friends back there, too. <laughs> And, and what of the skateboard that was left under the car? Oh, so retreat? no, this gets better. So I was like, well, whatever. <laughs> so I just brushed it off. I'm like, what's the worst they can do? Like, whatever. So <laughs> he's like, where's your skateboard? I was like, what skateboard? We were all like, what skateboards? And this, oh, this I hate that express. I hate that word, Karen. I hate it. But this person flagged this cop down and was like, hey, there's skateboards on this car right there. Snitched on all of us. Oh. I was like, oh, yeah, got us. And then so they were like, oh, we got you now. So took the boards, took us downtown. Oh, yeah, it was a whole everything. I had to call to work. It was like my first like week at work. when I, I got this, this happened like when I first moved to Philly. They got me like right away. Like I had to call to work and be like, look, 
I'm, I'm having some. <laughs> what 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 story did you spin? Because I know you didn't tell him you were in jail. No, my co my my friend did. Like my friend, he he got away. He told them. I just called to clear it up, but they were like, "Yeah, he's guy, not gonna make it to work today. He's not gonna make it in today." You were able to hold on to this job? Yeah, I was there for like years. They hired all skateboarders as Royal Park valet. They hired so many skateboarders. People, Man. yeah, I think like who famous worked like famous. Um, Mike Manitas, he owns Atlas Skate Shop. Oh. He worked there. Um, Jack Sabak, he was in Static Videos. He worked there. The glasses, man. Now, he is, is he as smart as he looks? Yeah, Jack was smart. He was cool. He was one of the nicest people, man. He was always really cool. Smart dude. He seems like one of a collegiate fellow. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, like, he seemed like he wasn't fried like everybody else was. He was like, oh, okay. Like, he knew Jack was weird. Like, Jack knew what he could do on a board, but he knew his worth. So I feel like Jack, like, was like, okay, like, I'll transition. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he'll, he's still, I'm sure he still skates and, and whatever. Like, Jack's all good style dude, but he's like, I'm not going to be doing this shit forever. Like, I got to use my brain. What's he doing now? I have no idea. <laughs> but, like, I, let me put it this way. The last time, I, I think he was, like, he worked for a brand like anybody else did, but he's fine. Like, dudes like that. You're like, oh, okay, he's he's not delusional. He's like, oh, all right, I'm doing this until and I'll, I'll, I'll work with, I think he works with probably a bigger shoe brand like anybody else does, like those guys do. But nice dude, man. He was always really cool to me. Not what I would think of when I think Philadelphia skateboarder. I would not think uh, academic fellow with glasses comes to mind. I don't know if Jack was actually from Philly. I'm not like, I, I really don't know. I mean, I always saw him there, but mm, a lot of people like weren't from Philly. There's only like a few, like, yeah, I'm from Philly, but I didn't grow up there. I just went there a lot when I was younger and then I moved there, but I was born in Philly and I grew up in Jersey. But a lot of these dudes, they're from Jersey or they're from like some like suburb outside of it or whatever. But nah, people claim it. it's easier to claim because no one wants to hear from like Norristown. I don't care. So, Philly obviously is is it's it's notorious for being one of those cities. If you show up as a skateboarder, they are gonna cold shoulder you a little bit. It's the one haven where they can still cool guy you. Yeah, and it's kind of been I love it that way for a long time. And I was just about to ask you, do you like that? I love that shit. I love the fact that like is that because you have a golden ticket? No, oh please, please, no. Are you kidding me? They talk more shit on me than anybody else. Like that's the best part about Philly is like they're not gonna. They they're not gonna be fake for you. Like it, they're like, nah, man. Like you either either. The, the best version I heard is someone said, "You got to vibe with the tribe." That was like the number one thing. Those dudes now, like, they run that shit now because guess what? If Penny and those guys didn't like do anything, any of that sabo shit, Philly wouldn't be there. So for all these dudes that are like my age or whatever that try to go there and. And cool guy, those dudes, you got a lot of nerve because that's something that, like, yeah, when I was there and doing my thing, like, yeah, that was my time. Like, that was my time with with these guys, and we did that thing. But love is gone. And when Muni was there, we didn't skate it. So, because you couldn't skate it. Any When City Hall and Love was around, you couldn't skate that. So people need to get their facts straight. Like, as far as, like, However those Sabo dudes act, like, 
They are the ones that are there 24-7. Blood, sweat, tears, dealing with cops, fixing those shitty benches and the, and the tiles and all that stuff. It's like if they decide to stop doing it and all go their separate ways, that Philly skateboarding shit's done. So that's one thing like I always try to support those dudes. Like I give them props anytime I can. I try to support any way I can. Like I get it. I'm not that bitter old guy like, man, like back in the day I used to come here and do all this shit. Yeah, I did do that. I did it. But guess what? I'm 42. Like I'm still skating, but I don't care. It's like a big, it's not some big ego thing. Like that shit gets me so heated sometimes when I hear the way some of these dudes talk, even out here. Like people get like getting so buttered over it's a fucking skateboard, bro. Like, relax. Be glad that person even recognizes you for what you've done. Like, you know, but that old thing, like that Philly scene would have died. Like, they were done. Philadelphia is different. Like, they don't like skateboarding. Like, they don't like it to this day. They they built that shit ass Payne's Park out there. That place looks like a scene from the Warriors. <laughs> like, that's the worst. That park, you know what? I owe it to the people of Payne's Park for my life in California. Because when they built that place, I was like, that's it. I'm done. Like, I'm done. You guys have really built the worst shit I've ever skated. I'm out of here. It's terrible. It's downhill. It's crooked. They took all the benches that nobody skated at love and put them there. Penny and I spent, I don't know how long, trying to bondo half that place to the point where Red Bull was willing to help pay for it. And I was like, I don't even care about that much. So, like, so, so when you moved here? Because of this park, how long did it take you to drop the tough guy exterior? Did you come in with a little bit of that Philly oh. meme mug coming oh, in? You rolled it in, Sherry, like, what the fuck are you looking at? And nah. Like, oh, sorry, sir. Yeah, you know what? I did. And guess where that got me? Nowhere. And guess who it was with, of all people? And I'll put, and see, this is where the accountability shit comes in because this is a time to really like put some shit out there where you got to really watch your mouth. Because when I came here, did have that attitude and got into it with, Oh, let me think of all people. E-Man. Oh, yeah. You know who E-Man is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was the dude I got into it with when I first came here out of all people because I had that Philly attitude. Yeah, I did. And guess what? It didn't pay off because and he should have beat me up and he didn't. And the only reason why he didn't beat me up and I'll because you're 6'5". No. It was because I was with B-Dugs. He could have easily whooped me. Like, I'll put that out there. Like, like screw all that tough guy stuff. Like, no, nah, I'll put it out there. Like, he could have easily, he could have beat me up for sure. And he was well within his right to, because I, I, like, I don't even know what I yelled at him over. It was that night. It was some stupid shit. And like, and, and he checked me and I was like, all right, bet. And, and what happened was, it, it's kind of funny how life works out. Cause this is this is how you got to know how a small world this is. I'm so glad that you asked me this, and I'm so glad I'm actually answering this honestly to people that know who this dude is. So he something happened where uh, the house I was staying at, I, unbeknownst to me, belonged to I think his his grandfather, and I was staying with a family that I met on Craigslist. This is just so bizarre. I was staying with a family that I met on Craigslist and we shared a backyard with this man. Like it was like the way the building was like his backyard faced ours or something like that. And like, I think his, 
his grandfather fell or something like that, and we helped him out. And I didn't know that that was his grandfather or some shit like that. But there was that, and also to like, no, like I I apologized to him. I definitely apologized to him because you know what, like, I I I was an asshole. So yeah, like, hey, look, I'm not perfect at at all. Like I know people see like me on Instagram doing all this cool stuff or whatever. Like I'm just living my life. I'm like, I'm not fronting for anybody. This is what I do. I work, I work out, I go skateboard, I kick with my lady. I'm simple dude. But I like, but I screw up like anybody else. This is probably like, my God, like over seven years ago. And, and now like, whatever, like you mess with E-Man, you mess with me. Like him and I, like, like, like it took a long time to get there, but it's like, like I was just looking. It's so funny this story even came up because I was looking on Instagram to try and talk to him today because I was like I hadn't seen him in a while. But no, that's what happened, and I had to step in. Like, look, man, like I was wrong. Like I apologize. And even if he don't remember, listen, I'll go on this shit and say it. Like, yeah, you know what? Like, you're like you're cool where you're at. Like, like, like what I mean is like, okay, so yeah, I'm from Philly, but guess what? That's three thousand miles away or whatever whatever you you got to learn to be smart like that you know this world's real small like i don't want any static i it's so funny because flash forward to now it's like i don't think i have any problems with anybody and if i do come talk to me because guess what we're going to talk this out because this is a very small world i'm not saying that everybody's got to love everyone peace love and harmony but you know what let's figure out why we can't sit down together i'm 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 that's where I'm at now. And you've always been someone who's been very approachable and very disarming. I think every time you start talking to someone, they a, a lot of their barriers get drawn down. I'll tell you why, bro. I'm a, uh, this is going to, and, and maybe I'm just so unaware of this sometimes. Like, I'm a six foot five black dude, always got hat and sunglasses on. Like, that's me all the time outside of, like, outside of this house. I'm, highly approachable i if anything because of that i don't even because i think like listen i'm a pretty shy dude my mom my mom just said today she's like you say you're anti-social and i was like she's like you're a bartender like yeah i know and it's something i have to work on all the time and that's why if i get nervous i speak first because i'm like okay you know what understand that maybe this person is just as nervous as as you are I do my best to be empathetic and, and, and be across from that person. And if you can operate like that, it eases it a lot. A lot of times, man, like the cool thing about skateboarding is like all it takes is a couple of like, oh, man, you got that. That's it. You do that. That guy is cool as shit to you. You know it. You know it is. Like you ever been on a little session, you do a little something cool. It might not be nothing to you, but someone said, oh, it was cool, man. And instantly you guys could be buddies right then. And it's like, it's cool. Like, I love that. That's such a blessing. Like, a lot of times, like, drop the ego, man. Like, it's it's so funny. We were out the other day, and we saw Costin at a spot. That dude's the goat. i never seen him before in real life. Is this when you were with Kendall? yeah. It was okay because he sent a photo of him in the group text with Costin, and somehow he made it look like Costin was be, was the one who was stoked to be with Kendall. He was. 
Carson was stoked to be with Cam. Yeah, he was cool shit. Carson was cool. He was like, no, he he. I bet he's cool, but he was he was like Kendall. Is she is here? No shit. Oh, I don't know if he was. He that's a cap, like a motherfucker. Yeah, I mean yeah, that he, was just yeah, the impression. He, yeah, I got he added from the that on. But no, no, he. And here's Shouts the, out to Kendall. We well, here's the thing that like people should just realize just in life: if you if you just be a person, people will be people. Like most definitely, it sounds like kind of weird, but stop asking for autographs and pictures with people. And guess what? They'll just be people. I skate with some of my heroes, my God, people I grew up skating with. And I never asked for autographs. And guess what? I'd take the experience over an autograph any day. What am I going to do? Sell a fucking pull one with Jim Ray's signature on it. Like, I don't give a shit. Like 50 bucks off that. I don't care. I get to skate with someone that I grew up watching videos like that's a blessing like you know what i mean like i'll tell you what yes there are certain people though where i'm getting that autograph if i ever get the chance to shake mike carroll's hand rest assured he's gonna be signing you know mike carroll saw us hopping a fence and i yelled at him yeah come skate you got the bush and i shoot my shot we're at a schoolyard we saw him i was like that's mike carroll he was like Oh my God. He was not trying no, to do it. He does it. not engage socially very easily. No. But that being said, that's my favorite skater, along with, and I got a good story. Him, Austin Stevens, oh. are my two favorite skaters. Can I tell you a great Austin Stevens please. story? Okay. His good style. God, Austin please, Stevens. Good style. Do? Yeah. Just a beautiful man, too. Yeah. Just gorgeous. Looks good. In all well, I hope he's doing something gorgeous with his life. I, I think he is, dude. All he's right. got a gorgeous wife as well. But there you go. Anyway. All right. Go ahead. So, working in. Cocoa Beach, Florida, which is where uh, my mom and my dad both live. And I just mm-hmm. graduated college and I'm working in this parking lot. And essentially I'm the guy that says, you can't park here, pay $3, you park there. And then I got people looking at me like, I don't speak English, sorry, I'm going to park here and I don't know enough Spanish to yell at them so they get away with it. <laughs> anyway, once a year, there's a little mini ramp contest on the beach over there. And Ruka brings a couple other dudes. Usually it's like Kern Capels, Grayson Fletcher. And super cool. Those guys rip, right? No doubt. Um, and Austin Stevens is the Ruka team manager. Whoa. I don't know if you knew that or not. No. So I'm working in this parking lot, and they're going to do this event down at Ron John Surf Shop with the Mini Ram. And Austin Stevens, being the TM, brings you know the people into town, and he's going to be watching them. And they come to the coffee shop that's adjoined to the parking lot that I'm working at. And this is Cocoa what? Beach. This is a working class kind of shitty community, and there is my favorite skater of all time and two other dudes Grayson Fletcher and Kurt Cable's great (laughs) they walk into the coffee shop and I've got I'm like I'm shit this is surreal I'm working my miserable job I just got done cleaning bird shit off the dumpster and there's Austin fucking Stevens so I burst into the coffee shop I was not keeping it cool fuck that I'm gonna shake this man's hand and if you know Austin he is a shy boy but I'm I've never met him. So I burst into the coffee shop. My mom's working there at the time too. And she knows I love Austin Stevens because I would watch his good and evil part three times a day, every day. She's, and she, I remember her saying once distinctly when I was very young, like you better not ever meet this guy. Cause you're going to lick the fungus off of his toes if you do. So I burst in the coffee shop. My mom's working. That's Austin Stevens in line right there. So I'm going in. Eyes just lit up like a Christmas tree. And I go out with my hand about 15 feet away from him. I'm going to shake his hand. And Curran Caples and Grayson Fletcher both think I'm going for them. They're thinking, like, here's this skater kid. Oh, and I just no. right past him, left him hanging. 
Austin Stevens. You're my favorite skater. <laughs> I can't wow. believe I'm getting to meet you. Would you please take a photograph with me? And like right there, I'm in my fluorescent orange, you know, parking, uh, parking lot vest that I've got to usher people in with. And uh -huh. I just snap a photo with him. The, and Grayson and Fletcher and Kerr and Cables are totally bemused. You know, they have no idea what's going on. Like, here is this kid, like, <laughs> snapping a photo with their TM and just blowing off the, the, the talent that was supposed to razzle-dazzle the crowd. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was great. And then flash, uh, flash forward, I move out here, and me and Julian Lewis are going to Ruka headquarters to skate the bowl, and I run into him again. Oh, whoa. And I'm like, do you remember me? How could he forget you? Oh, yeah. He was like, hey, man, great to see you. When I met him, my car was parking a lot, and I, I'm a painter. I make drawings and stuff. And I had a drawing in there. I was like, I'm going to, will you take this? Will you take this painting I made? I would love for you to have it. I wrote something on the back, like, thanks for being the, the yeah. lake of skateboarding or something, and gave it to him. I went to his office, and he had it framed in his office. Bro. How do you like that? Wow. That's always, see, now that's the thing. It's like, that's way cooler than, like, man. Like, that stuff means something. Bro, I did a boombox for Muska. Did you really? Bro. Took it to his gallery and everything. I was like, bro, Muska. Yo, he signed my iPod, yo. Yup, still got it. With the, with the dollar sign for the S? Oh, of course. Naturally. I still got that thing. I'm like, it still works, too. I'm like, oh, my God. Where is it? That should be in the podcast studio. Oh, man, I don't know where. I know I have it. I 100% have it. I don't know where it is, but I, I know I have it. I well, would get that in the shadow box and put it up in there, dude. I have that. Yeah, so I have, yeah, that is something. Because I met Muska before. He's cool as shit. He's the nicest dude. I'm like, okay. A lot of that, too, and it sounds dumb, but it's like, all right, if some of you guys are going to model yourselves at some of these pro skateboarders, pick somebody that's decent and has some charisma. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, pick something. I love Musk. He was always nice every time I came across him. I'm like, dude, and I got to do a boombox for you? Like, mine goes, like, Jesus. And speaking of artwork, like, bro, you're all over the place. Talk, let's talk about it, man. You be doing art. Don't act like you don't do it. I, I, everybody didn't no, tag that's you all I do. 50 times up the street. Everybody didn't see you painting on the wall at Salud. And that's that's the beauty of Long Beach, dude. I was like, you know, I've painted murals before. Like, I've done this. This is my first time painting exactly. a mural in Long Beach. And uh, what's, what's that? And I was going to say, you had 50 people driving by a day. I love you, man. Oh, dude, it was so <laughs> great, dude. It was lovely. It was so lovely, man. Like, I had Adrian and the whole crew kicking it with me all day while I was painting. They weren't doing shit. I was like, y'all don't have anything to do at 3 a.m. on a Friday, but, or, you know, 3 p.m. on a Friday when I'm sitting here painting. He's like, no, nope. I'm going to chill with you and hang out. And I was like, dude, that's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's that's what I do. I do art. And actually, um, Corey Keene's wife owns Salud. I don't know if you knew yeah. that or not. My girlfriend is, like, best friends with her. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Right yeah, because yeah, I, I guess drive they, by. Yeah, so you didn't have time in your day to stop and say hello. No, I had to go. I'm always on the go, bro. You couldn't stop by and give your boy like a, a hot I, snuggle I, I, right I, quick. I couldn't do it. I feel so bad. That's right. I'm still gonna bring you a painting to hang listen, in here. Listen, I was listen, man. I love it. I got Kendall's board in here somewhere. Do you? Yes, I ha listen. I have so much stuff. Just it just all over the place. I saved a few things. That was, but I, yes, I have Kendall's board. I do. Yes. You. I want to hang it up. I think we might start hanging out boards in here, but I'm like, oh, my favorite thing, and I keep telling you this, that Calvin Hobbs one of JK's. Oh, my favorite. I loved it. 
Thank a, you so much. For I saying. had a Boston back in the day named Hobbs. That was my little homie. Bro, that that series, I used to always be a big fan of that. So that was sick. And then Jake Hayes is the homie. So I'm like, that's even better. And that, it, God, you know, Jake Hayes is one of the few dudes, I think he's the only dude I've done a board for that I've never met. But nice, really nice dude. I, I totally gathered that. I mean, he would Instagram me and just say, like, this is great. We should definitely do a graphic together. Um, and when I sent him this Calvin and Hobbes one, I mean, he was thrilled about it. That was, was perfect. So cool. That was perfect. The Dude, kangaroo shit. I was like, yo, wow, that was that was genius. Rarely are skaters ever enthusiastic about like the the board graphics that I send them. You know, it's usually I'll send them something and if they don't love it, they'll just leave it on red. And I'm like, well, that hurts my feelings a little bit. But it's like even if I sent him a sketch of something where he didn't love it, didn't love the direction it was going, he was nice enough to come back with me, like, hey, let's try something a little different. Thank you so much for putting this time and let's go a different direction. I'm like, yes, of course. Like as long as you maintain that that professional discourse, you know, of just giving good feedback, then we can create something dynamite. And that Kelvin and Hobbs thing, dude. That was cool. That was a great one. Dude. I was like, that's just so cool. Because like, that was a huge part of my childhood. Me and my brother used to bond over Calvin and Hobbes. Just yeah. Night. We love that freaking series. Yep. And what's so great is like, this is an Australian, you know, on the other side of the world. And the magic of Bill Waterson happened to touch him too. Yeah. You know, hopefully we don't get a cease and desist for making that board, but hey, we're not manufacturing that thing anymore. We're in the free and clear. That, I know. That's like the worst. Oh, God. You know what? See, man, I'm sorry. How old are you, man? 29. 29. Oh, my God. 29. Dude, I'm feeling old recently, so please say, oh, my God, that's so young. That is very young. I thought you were older than that. God, I'm Oh, but. makes me feel so good. Why did you think I was older than that? I don't know. I just thought you were. You just come off older. It's because I don't have, you know, enough melanin like you, so I'm cracking already, man. Bro, listen, they say black don't crack, but it breaks down. Sure does. You look fantastic. <laughs> I'm like an old Honda Civic. I still run, but I'm like, oof. no, dude, you're, dude. Are you kidding me, man? You're you're like a you're like a '57 Bel Air, dude. You are just getting more valuable with time. I'm I'm hoping so. So here's the thing, man. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. So artwork in the skateboard industry. Oh yeah. Lucrative business plan. <laughs> <laughs> How's the Beamer coming along? <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, I. I you know, I'm saving up right now for uh, not a car, but hopefully a moped. You know, oh, so man. I've only got you know maybe if I can get like fifteen hundred more board graphics, I can put a down payment on that. Isn't that so wild though? It's like, oh. and then so someone sent me some shit about that Chat GPT thing doing uh, graphics and stuff. Chat like, GPT. Oh God! I'm oh, is it that um, that AI, AI thing where you oh, can like yeah. tell it what to do? And I'm like, oh my God! So now that's even gonna get like whatevered. I don't know. My, I doubt that'll work for skate graphics. I, you know, I don't think so. You know what I think it would work for? And this is going to, you say that, but collabs. Oh, sure. But like, that's let me get that, that primitive whatever collab. And then it goes, oh, we have an idea. Boop. Spits it right out. Sure. Yeah, but that's God, so There's that no heart sucks. in that. I know. And that's the whole thing where like, so when you do these, when you do these graphics, are you... How do I how do I ask this? How do you know to do the graphic? Like, are you picking these companies and saying, "Hey, I I want to do like you have an idea," or are they hitting you up? Or how does this? Oh God, I mean, I'm so desperate. It sounds terrible. Pretty much, if I meet a skater at a company where I maybe have the email address of the art director, I will spend so many hours fleshing out a, a graphic. 
send it over to him and be like, do you like this? Please, I hope you like this. If you don't, like, okay. I'll do something else and I'll keep going and going. And the second they say they like it, I say yes, and I'll send it to the creative director and say, hey, the writer like this. We worked on this sketch together. Do you think there's a possibility we could turn it into a board? For any aspiring deck artists out there, this is a huge waste of time to do it the way that I do it. You are going to waste a lot of hours to get one out of every 20 ideas you throw at me. <sighs> okay. I don't feel as bad now because that's pretty much the same thing. Like anytime I've ever gotten a board graphic, even on a, I'm like, okay, it's that. It's like run it by, it's like, all right, see if they'll like it. And then go, thanks. Or no thanks. I've never <laughs> had a company reach out to me and ask me for a graphic before. Okay. Because I didn't once. know, because I was like, I was curious about that because, I mean, I've, I've done graphics for people and stuff and I'm like, okay, but I've, it was that. It was like, all right, does this look cool? Like, I think you might like, you have to, I feel like you have to know that skater's personality Absolutely. A bit. You have to know the brand too. Yeah. Yeah. That, like if you're, it works better if you're familiar with the person, the brand, and hopefully the owner of the team manager, like. Or something that's like you know what I mean. If you can get that trifecta, that's. I like, mean, if you know the creative director, that's yeah, that's it's huge. Tip like, top. Yeah, but it's like that's the thing. I always wonder that because I'm like, how do you get staff? Like, is there anybody you think is like a staff like, like art? I mean, uh, like an artist on retainer. Yeah, yeah, there are a couple of those actually. Um, at Girl, they have a couple of really talented artists on their team over there. Um, just full-time illustrators who will also work on the collections going on over there, mm -hmm. the various T-shirts and threads and cuts that are coming out, as well as the graphics. At Baker, you know, they have the the legendary Mike Gigliotti, who did Lottie's on staff, who does a series for them um, every season, as well as Spanky. Um, and I'm trying to think. I mean, Neen did some, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did do a series. He's been doing some paintings recently. And then Deluxe has... Um, a full-time illustrator on staff named Clay Halling, who is tremendously talented. Dude, Deluxe just—they crush it. They do as a they should. Job. They did. They they deserve everything they get. Good riders, good boards, good graphics. They nailed it. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're as Ryan Hamburg, who has such a way with words, put it. They're the Yankees of skateboarding. Yeah, nailed it. Like that's. I mean, who doesn't, like, no one's going to say no. Like, if Deluxe is like, we'll take you. you like, I don't want to. Oh, really? I doubt it. One of the <laughs> only, I, I believe they are the only, I've never done a, a graphic for Deluxe, unfortunately. I believe they pay, uh, am I allowed to say, yeah. Uh, I, rumor has it they'll give you $500 a board. And that is damn good. That's really for skateboarding. good. Um, any other company, you know, I won't say specifically which ones. But usually you're going to get about 300 bucks. Yeah. Um, I don't like, 500's good. Creature and Deluxe, I believe I've heard have paid uh, artists 500 for a board, which is great. And hats off to them because they'll often spotlight the graphics, the graphic artists as well. Creature has that great series that actually highlights um, the people doing a series for them. They'll select, you know, an illustrator that might loosely be associated with the company, maybe a writer's friend or something. And hats off to them to, for doing that because I always aspire to, you know, have something like that at some time. Yeah, that's cool. Like, plus, it, I mean, from an artist standpoint, it's got to feel good just knowing that all these people are out there spreading your art around in so many different ways. Like, if you look at it from like an existential standpoint, it's like, all right, someone's riding your board. It's like that might be someone's first board. <sighs> 
It might be someone's last board. It might be like, you know, someone might have gotten the best trick of their life on that board. You know what I mean? Someone might hang that board on their wall. It's like people are walking into the shop. They see it. It's like it. it there's just all that stuff like. Like I got a little brand and and that's just the cool thing. Like anytime people like tag me or whatever, and I'm like, that's cool. Cause bro, I sat right here and worked on this shit. Like I, I, I understand that feeling. I'm a big kid. Like I, I love all that stuff. Like any companies that sent me stuff, I always appreciated it. And I'm like, that's just cool. So from an artist standpoint, I'm like, wow, like dude, my homie Marcelo was riding my board at Tampa. And that dude's insanely good. I'm like, wow, so many people saw that board written in Tampa. I'm like, that's just wild to me. Like, oh yeah. I mean that's things, just cool. Like I, I'm more juiced on that than anything. Like, I think it's just awesome to, to do that. Like, I don't know. I didn't start to put my name on the board. I'm gonna say this real quick. I've touched on this before. You I think it's so corny when people start board brands and then put their name on a board. Like, and I mean in a sense of like you did you weren't pro on something else and then you start your brand and you put your name on the board. I'm like that's always weird to me. It's kind of cringe. De- depends who's doing it, I think. If it's someone who's still relevant in skateboarding and wants to create a team and they're just going to be the flagship leader of that, then hats off to them. Like uh who like, pulled like, that off though? So like Louis Barletta is making the new company called Jacuzzi. Right? Okay. Um, so if he makes a Louis Barletta board, I'm not going to. No, 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 no. I mean, if you were never a pro. Oh, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, please. Louis Barletta can start whatever he wants. Like, no, I mean, let's just say you were a dude on whatever team and you're on this team, you're on that team, and nobody turns you pro. Do not start your own brand and turn yourself pro. That looks ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think that's a good look. Um, I feel like being pro, you're like made man, like an like like the mafia. Like I feel like you gotta be a made man. You gotta they gotta bring you in. Even if you're on whatever, just someone someone else has to be like, hey, look, we believe in you. It just seems better that way. Yeah, you're not a real wise guy if nah. you're yourself pro. Yeah, I see some okay, dude. Okay. But I, I want to go back to board graphics quickly. If oh, no, no, no I'm sorry. I wanted to ask you, I'd be curious. Uh, what are your favorite board graphics that you've ever seen, just in general? Okay. I do like the Cowden Hobbs one. That is one of my favorites. No, um, not of mine. I mean, board graphics from any mm, Wow. I really liked um, the OG Zoo York shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Zoo York was cool. Like, just the tag boards because I knew they used to hand do their boards. Oh, like they used to hand spray their boards. Like zoo was dope. There was a time where zoo York was so dope and it's it's a shame when these companies take a tank like that. I really liked, um, blueprint. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a fun Europe. Blueprint was cool. Like I I liked what they represented. I liked their graphics. Very regal. Mm -hmm. Like I, I love that stuff. Like, um, I don't know though, but like favorites. God, I've been skateboarding for so long. Um, it's gonna sound corny, but like any Tony Hawk shit, I was always for like, sure. like all that stuff as a kid. I'm like Birdman. You kidding me? The, the Birdman was my first board. I have that hanging in my crib, dude. I love that graphic. Yeah, like and just it's funny because to look at it objectively. I'm like, this is the corniest graphic I ever found on anything. It looks like it'd be on a boogie board. But because yep. it's the Hawk 3 and it was my first board, like, 
I have half a mind to get that tattooed on my chest, dude. Also, I too, love the Hawks. I come from an era where like board graphics represented that skateboarder. It was like a big sure. deal. Like, yeah. oh my god, like that dude, like Cab's graphic is this, and it's like everyone's graphic was like their shit, and I loved it. Like that was so cool. Like. I mean, it's kind of a wash. Skateboarding, I hate to say it, as much as I love it, it's so dispensable. Kids don't even know what they're riding half the time. I've asked kids, I mean, what are you riding? I don't know. They don't know. As long as it's a polar board or like whatever, they don't like. Which shoot, great company. Great oh yeah, no, 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 no disrespect. Cool Polar's dope. Like, but you know what I mean? It's like I feel like sometimes it's it's like there's like a weird thing of like it's not relevant to some and it's super relevant to others. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like. I like a lot of um, like DGK stuff, like, but I'm I'm that oh, dude. DGK graphics are fantastic. yeah, they're cool, man. Like, I think that stuff's cool. Like, it's just effort. My homie Thatcher used to do a lot of like um, cool graphics like that that looked awesome. I love shit like that. Just something that it's I like clever stuff. Like, I was when I was a kid, I used to write down every board I ever had. I have to find really? like, this list. Yeah, That'd I used to keep a, great a list. I used to keep a list of like every board I used to ride. Anything Rob Deerdick had when I, when he was on Workshop when I was a kid, because all the boards for Workshop were the same size. They were all seven and seven great five graphics. Yeah, um, I, God, Lee, I'm I'm forgetting his name. Donovan, he he does Darkroom now, and mm-hmm. he was the uh, uh, graphic designer over there at Alien for years. And all those graphics still yeah, hold up we to all this rocked day. Alien shit. Like that was cool. I I always like Zoo York, like Alien, like. Mm. I mean, girl, of course. Of course. Like all those, like, you know, the the classics, like pretty much any of the 90s stuff I was all into. I wasn't that much of like a, like a world kid. Like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't ride. Like I wasn't that big into like the world boards and stuff like that. Like Wet like Willie Flame Boyer? Or no, like before two. that, like, like, I don't know. I rode like, I was always workshop. I work, like I loved workshop shit. Like I just always love workshop graphics and stuff like that. I was a big fan. I love Workshop as well, and I think Habitat as well is. Uh, they are so understated in the graphic community. Joe Castrusi, um, he's the one who does the the graphics, and I believe he is the mm-hmm. owner and uh, filmer editor for mm-hmm. Habitat. Uh, he he filmed um, a lot of photosynthesis and had an, a big hand in. Um, the the sensibility of that video. And every graphic that he's put out since the genesis of Habitat has been so strong, not just from a skate graphic standpoint, but from a graphic design point in general. I mean, his compositions, his ability to simplify figures, his single weight figures, the way it all fits together and has this great balance on a skateboard. It looks great close up. You recognize it far away. They're all iconic. And this guy's never spoken about in like the pantheon of of great skateboard artists. It's always Mark McKee, Sean Cliver, Todd Bradbury, the kind of usual suspects. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I love those guys' works. They are massive oh, yeah. influences on me. But I'm glad now that I'm on a podcast, I can at least give a shout yeah. out to Joe Castrusi and his exceptional skateboard. That's what this is for. Give people their flowers, man. Like everybody acts so cool about certain shit. I'm like, why? Who cares? You might get you got one shot this life thing, man. Like if you if there's someone that trend to, it's like let them know because guess what? They might be ready to give that shit up, and that little bit of thing that you said that you liked about them might be what keeps them going. Point. It's a great point. That's 
that's so proficient right there, but we're also worried about like embarrassing ourselves and looking cool. I had a friend all get all weirded out because like um Costume was at the spot and he's like, I don't want to go. And I'm like, what the hell do you care? You're like but I'm like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I think Costin's the goat. I love it. I think he's great. I also understand that, hey man, you got the same 24 hours in the day as I do. You use them differently. God bless you for that. Because if you didn't use it like that, then I wouldn't know what I know because I watched you do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can appreciate things for what they're worth and keep it pushing about my life. 